I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank, 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 Skimmer, Frank Skimmer, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean, and I'm also with Laura Solar. One boy, two little girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, marvellous. So, uh, yeah, so the cockerel has flown the roost mm. today. He's, he's, uh, he's on tour. I don't know where he's on. We should plug his show. A barnyard somewhere near you. Yeah, just... <laughs> I mean, do you have to plug, show? Just look it up. So, Laura, who is very much an absolute uh, bona fide, I'm looking for friend of the show. I can't find... Oh, there, there he is. Friend of the show! Yes, it's... Uh, oh, thank you. Yes, so oh, lovely to have you on, Laura. Oh, and uh, I, I won't here. start with the how are you. I hate it when people say how, no. are, how are you and things. Oh, in case something that's... awful is just... Can I just say that I like that? It demonstrates your tolerance. I hate it when people say, how are you? (laughs) With a slightly pitying voice. How are you? You know on phone-ins and that, and they say, all right, all right, I've got Dave on the line. All right, Dave, how are you, Steve? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Dave. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, that's dead time to me. You get trapped in it. I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Yeah, you know, we're not doctors. We're guessing, let's face it, at best. (laughs) We could be harbouring, you know. I've actually got a bit of a tight hamstring. Have you? Yeah. Oh. I've heard that. <laughs> I can hear it from here, actually, like a terrible, like a child learning the violin. <laughs> if you want to text us about anything, you can do it on eight twelve fifteen, like mm. what you can every week. But that's it, eight twelve fifteen. Love to hear from you. That's a little bit of DJ occasionally mm. just squeaks <laughs> like out it. of me. So, um, yes, welcome to Laura. And you're a, are you an international star now? Last I read of you. On Chortle, the um, the, the comedy website. Of he likes stars. he yeah. likes to have a little look at Chortle. It said uh, you were doing American things. I I have sold I have sold a, a script to the Americans. All right, what was it? Was it an old old fools and horses? Uh, <laughs> yeah, one yeah. one that all, you bought on the cool. internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love those comedy. I just Americanized everything. I turned every other word into sidewalk. I took <laughs> took use out of words. No, I just I sold I sold a script. So that's. It's very exciting. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, very exciting. A bit too exciting, if you don't mind me saying. Well, oh, OK. Well, we we're stuck here it, at Absolute Radio. Oh, how dare you say that? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, and I mean that from my heart. Both my left and right ventricles. Don't mention heart. <laughs> I can kiss this job. Goodbye! Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, so, um, yes. So, me and, uh, me and uh, M... Just to make you feel, just rem- mm. remind you of the, the outsider. Yeah. We went to uh, a fabulous showbiz Halloween party. Oh, who, whose fabulous yeah. showbiz Halloween yeah. party was it? It was um, Ken Holmes, <laughs> the Chinese chef. <laughs> was it? No, it wasn't, actually. I would have gone if he'd have invited me. Oh, well, I would have gone to that. But I'm, I'm hoping there'll, there'll be a New Year one um, soon. I it don't know. I think the Chinese have a New Year, what is it, every six weeks? <laughs> <laughs> There's always a lantern it's, up in Chinatown. It's a new year of an animal all the time. Do they have England Town in China? 
I don't well, know. You're looking at me as if I'm... Oh, people, well, I'm thinking of you now as our international correspondent. You've been to America. <laughs> What's China That's like? a bit like China. I like England town. People getting drunk, presumably, yeah. and throwing chairs. At nine yeah. in the morning. Yeah. I think that would be all right. So it was... Um, I went as... Um, a... Laura asked which celebrity I'll mm. answer. Frank's being a bit coy. I won't be. Oh, uh, okay. no. Sylvester John... McCoy. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. him. <laughs> It wasn't. It was Jonathan Ross's Halloween party. It was. Oh, so as, which is quite the calendar. As date. a member of the ninety-nine percent who weren't at Jonathan Ross's Halloween party, mm. what were the amazing stories? Well, I went as uh, as a priest. <laughs> which one? Um, Judas. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. Okay, I was a bit loud, but. No, I went as uh, I went as just well. I, I sort of I had a priesting. I tell you something. I I let myself down in a way because Why? ideally any costume you wear at a fancy dress party shouldn't need a footnote. No, you know, and you have to explain. Mm. So when I arrived, uh, the press said, uh, "Well, one of them shouted, um, where's your tart, Frank?' You know, vicars and tarts. Oh, I'm so glad I wasn't with you." And, yeah. <laughs> Well, they wouldn't have shouted it then, so it would have been all right. <laughs> yeah, so I did one of these, uh, one of my, you know, you have to do a hit and run joke. So I said, well, don't worry, there'll be plenty inside. Ah, I'd gone. It's, it's a thing, it's a technique that I've yeah. developed, that hit and run. I, it's because I've got a 24-hour receptionist at my flat, so I have to say mm. something on my way to the lift, and I like to leave them on a laugh. <laughs> So like, I walked in the other day with a, with a uh, ukulele and he said, oh, you've been bosking, Frank. I said, well, I've got to pay for these service charges somehow. The lift doors, I was gone. <laughs> Once the lift is out of order. And then, then, then I have to do a whole routine. Yeah. I did an hour and a quarter. DVD. Hour and a quarter with an engineer behind me on his knees doing the cable. It was tough up there, I tell you. I got through three receptionists. Mm. So, yeah, so I, I went as... Um, well, as sort of the a exorcist, priest. but basically a priest. I but thought it was the costume of the night. I did. I loved I've it. I've never felt more at home in a was fancy Was there an costume. award for the costume of the night? Is there an, or is there a consensus? No, what? Jimmy Carl's was pretty good, wasn't it? He yeah. came as a... Well, Frank, it's like, he came as a gorilla holding Jimmy Carr in the cage. Mm. It's hard to describe. So he was the legs of the gorilla... But he yeah. was also the top and then of he had Jimmy it Carr. Around him. Yeah, it's very. It was a clever. It was. It was a, along the lines of the um, the uh, the the um, ostrich thing. That, oh yeah. Uh, um. Oh, come on, help me out. <laughs> Bernie, Clifton. Bernie Clifton. Bernie yeah. Clifton. Yeah, I should know that. He found the show once. How he can did. I? He's a friend oh god, of the if show. he's listening, I can only apologise, Bernie. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a. It was a bit like that. So you didn't know where where the costume stopped and Jimmy Carr started. But you know, I've always thought that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he probably. Won. But I have to say, um, Emily, and it, and it pains me to say this, looked absolutely amazing. Even though she represented the worst film ever made. <laughs> and maybe, maybe we'll come back to that okay. in a second. Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. We were talking about uh, our various Halloween mm. parties. Um, you went to a Halloween party, Laura, didn't you? Um, uh, yes, I went to a Halloween party. It was a, a, wor a, a work Halloween party. It was okay. a work event, sort okay. of. An agency Does party. that mean you got off with someone? Yeah. Okay. We'll come Several. back to that. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh. I should say that em Emily... Um, I left our slight teaser, yeah. I think, before the music. Emily mm. was... Um, well, who were you, Emily? Well, I was I was stiff with stress, Laura, before for the big reveal for Frank yeah. to see my costume. And I, you were talking to Michael McIntyre... And I crept up behind you, 
and I tapped you on the shoulder in a slightly 70s fashion <laughs> in a guess who form and then you spun round with that dog collar and <laughs> But actually, well, I was Black Swan, and it's your—it's Frank's worst film. Oh, you were Black Swan. I thought you were Claudia Winkle. <laughs> I saw the eyeliner, and I, I put two and two together and got five. <laughs> Claudia Winkleman <laughs> as be, Black Swan. That would have been difficult because Claudia Winkleman was there. Claudia as well. was there. Did, what did she go as? Um, I don't know. You see, I said to my I, Mick Mac, Michael McIntyre. So I always call him Mick Mac. I lapsed into <laughs> that. He, um, that was so showbiz. <laughs> he had an elaborate outfit of hats and blood and yeah. scarves. And I said, "And what have you come as?" He said, "Um." I don't actually know what the costume is. I thought, well, that's, that's he no He came good. up to me at one point, Frank, and can you tell me what I've come at? <laughs> yeah. He said, I saw it in a packet, I put it on, but I don't know what it Pete is. Pete Doherty did yeah. that to me at a party once. It wasn't even a fancy dress. I, I'm i not a, a fancy dress aficionado. No? Oh, I'm not God, a fan. Sorry. I'm not a fan. I, I d- told you, I know- that's why you've been booked. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, this is a bit embarrassing. If you've ever... <laughs> If you've ever had to hire one and you have to go there and they they put all they have this sort of what's like a leather bound like a pub menu you know a big book uh, like the karaoke get, book and you go through you know it. the karaoke yeah, book yeah, that you get exactly. given that's always excited it's full of pictures of their unwilling spouses or employees dressed up in the co- and the whole thing just makes me feel a bit a bit depressed I'm, I'm obviously going to the wrong kind of fancy dress shop but well I like the sound of the one yeah, you've got elements yeah. of readers wives yeah, about it. It and you leave through and, and then you've got to pick one out and I think with fancy dress you either have to have the most amazing costume or you just wear normal clothes because you can't, as you say, you can't. You can't be half there. Well, I thought. I thought my vicar one was the Daily I Mail said you... Frank Skinner didn't make much of an effort. Yes, I saw that. I didn't want to talk about <laughs> no, it. Well, yes. There you were a few judged. same dress nightmares though. I oh, really same costume. There were nightmares. two orange boiler suits. I noticed Louis Theroux and Danny Baker. Well, there were two black swans. Let's face it. Well, yes, oh. <laughs> there, were. there was a point they were. T- can they you, were chatting. Can you name? Can you name some <laughs> you know, other celebrities? Birds of a feather. <laughs> Some of the celebrities. Uh, yeah, name, Well, I can't them. name many of them because no. I didn't really know until the next day because they all had costumes on and I couldn't tell you that. What's the point of being a celebrity? If you're, you're going to cover yeah. your face. I up. didn't know John Bishop was there until I read it in the paper. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. And um, the man, uh, Sherlock Holmes was there. Oh, Benedict Cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> and he, um, he had, Lovely. like, bandages all over his face. What's the point of being What's a big star like him? being a beautifully talented actor if you're just going to... David Williams was well, a um, sort of creepy medieval executioner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was. It's funny, he was medieval executioner. It's the less creepy. I've, I've <laughs> never met him when he's been less creepy. Now, he looked good. He had a teeth thing great. on yeah. as well. Um, I'm afraid that um, David Baddiel fell into the same trap as me. So he had to explain who he was. I won't say who he was because no. it's slightly bad taste. But he was a very he was he was a, very, he was a seri- British serial killer, a very mean man. And he um, he had a laminate with a picture of the real man on it. <laughs> so he was the same as me. He had to explain. <laughs> It's a bit like, you know when impressionists used to say things like, I wonder what um, Tommy Cooper would make of this before they become Tommy Cooper. That would be terrible, actually. A woman came up to me who I think was drunk and said, um, Oh, God. My ex-boyfriend was a big fan of yours. And it was like I needed maybe ten minutes on my own to to pass that sentence. Yeah, P-A-R-S-E. there's a lot of agendas. Yeah, in that because sentence. there was there was of all, first of all a suggestion. Well, I'm not because mm. if he's a big fan, why even bring up another one? Mm. Ex-boyfriend. Uh, there was the past tense. That's why they fell out. 
Yeah, he doesn't like you anymore. <laughs> or I killed him. It was a whole... That, to me, it set the whole evening on edge. Yeah. My ex-boyfriend. Who wants to talk about your ex-boyfriend? Get off me. <laughs> that was how it I, went. That was how the conversation went. I touched Frank. I touched a... I thought a zombie's costume was great. So I touched his belly because I thought that was the best part of the costume. And it was his real stomach. Oh, oh yeah. no. That's sombre. Enough. Enough Halloween. <laughs> Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. Frank, you were talking earlier about how you loathed it when people said, how are you? It's just a waste of time. <laughs> hmm. uh, we've had a text in in response to that. This is from Andrea. Was it on 8, 12, 15? It was. Good. This is from Andrea. I hate being greeted with how are you also. I take Ooh. a lot of calls from the police. They are the worst offenders. <laughs> <laughs> Bring on the fall. Are they the worst <laughs> offenders? They are the worst offenders. They always want to In know general? how you are. I mean, when they ask how you are, though, they really, they generally, they delve. Mm. I don't, I don't, I, well, they delve, all right. I don't like delving. <laughs> I mean, generally speaking. So, uh, well, that's good. She sounds like my kind of girl. And is it Andrea? Andrea, yes. Fab. Now, Frank, um, I'd like to talk to you and Laura uh, about something new in my life. Oh, is it going? Is it the moment? Well. I've developed a rather unlikely crush. Now, it's a, it's a recent addition to my crush list. Mm. But this, what I've Which just... includes Vince Cable, I should tell Laura. <laughs> just and to Henry VIII. <laughs> just to give you a taster. Curious, curious selection there. But it's not... I don't like your Brad Pitts or your Johnny Depps, to be honest. It's too obvious. No, I, that's mm. what I think. I don't like your usual crush fodder. What I like is my most recent addition is Son of Disgraced... Um, canoe man who faked his own death john darwin oh the son there's yes. two sons aren't there yeah there's two but i like anthony darwin <laughs> is he is he spectacles or uh... no well he a picture of him popped up i was reading an article i was reading an interview with john darwin and his son this is the trouble you see the only material i have it's all courtroom exterior <laughs> yes he doesn't, doesn't have a calendar or a dvd <laughs> Is, is, does he appear nice. on any of those court artists? <laughs> you know, the court artists, the pastel drawings. Wouldn't you like a court caricaturist, though? <laughs> yeah, that, Wouldn't that, that be would better? Be. <laughs> oh, you could give that to me for a Christmas I present, find, a framed photo. Yeah. I find they're very flattering, the court artists, <laughs> generally. Was it so. you who said you'd met one? Yeah, I met one. Yeah, it was doing a, actually doing art. a court painting outside the, the, the Westminster um, thingy courts. She was just oh. doing it on the street. Yeah. I asked her if she sold them, but apparently they don't. I'd love a gallery of, uh, you know, the great crimes. And some minor crimes. I don't think they bring them in for the minor crimes. Speeding. Yeah. Speeding crimes, yeah. Yeah, they, they don't get in for that. So, 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 so you fancy one of the canoe man's sons. Which is quite, quite a obscure. Yeah. Well, you, so, you, you do like him gullible. Well, I do. Yeah. And, <laughs> I can imagine you get... And him saying, how come you was out or not? And you say, I drowned. <laughs> right? Leave it at that. <laughs> oh, but I've decided, okay. Frank, it's so obscure, my crush. I'm, I've got a name for it, the OC. The OC. The Obscure Crush. Oh, OK. That's not my... You, I don't know if you can use the OC on Absolute Radio. I think it's already been taken. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my only OC either. Mm -hmm. No. I have another one. Uh, Mohammed Al-Fayed's ex-spokesman, Michael Cole. Oh, yeah, he was a babe. Silver Fox. <laughs> I don't Obviously remember his, I, I don't... I can't. That's the point of an OC. I'm just so don't... relieved that you carried on talking after you'd said Mohammed Al Fayed. <laughs> that would, would if be. If that a, had been the yeah. obscure crush, that would have been the really obscure. terrible. Yeah. yeah um, well, I, I'd say I would have thought you'd had a chance with um, 
with the canoe man song. With Anthony song. Darwin. So that's it, because when people have crushes on Brad Pitt, they've got mm. no, no hope, but the canoe man song, he's... That's what I like about an OC. It's achievable. Achievable yeah. crush. Mm. Well, I've had a few um, who, strange who ones. Who well, I've mentioned a lot on the show. Zola Bod was one of mine. Judith uh, Kepler from Eggheads. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg, which is a strange one. That's very <laughs> Yeah. I don't know about Crush. I, I too, I think, is uh, strangely alluring. Rachel Amat. Who's that? She's a news reporter. Uh, she's a blonde-haired. And um, she has a very... Um, how can I put this? She's attractive, but she has a very flat face. Very flat-nosed <laughs> flat. And this is what I find alluring. It looks like her face is pressed up against my TV screen. Trying to get at me in some way, and um, do you know her, I'm, I'm Rachel Amat? And, I'm and st- she, very intelligent, but st- like I think back off a bit, Rachel. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, and she's like a child looking into a sweet shop. I imagine at me. I, I could be wrong. I'm sure there's more to this, but I, I'd like yeah. to know. In the meantime, before we get any any, any deeper, I'd like to know what obscure crushes our listeners yeah. have. Uh, and I'm excluding myself <laughs> from this, just on the off chance. <laughs> Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. Frank, we've had some texts in on 8.12.15. We've had... Uh, Und. <laughs> as they say on German radio. <laughs> Und. Does Emily want to canoodle with the sun? That's canoodle right. with the sun of the canoe man. Oh. I love it. <laughs> if she does, she'll be up. Creek with anyway, <laughs> been up there already. Um, my crush has lasted 35 years. It's Mr. Dave Bartram of Shawadi Wadi. I've oh, met Dave him a few Bartram. times and he's lovely. That's uh, 047. One. I know which one is. He's sorry, what was that from? 047. Oh, yes, I, I know, I know, years. I know him long, well. Long time for a crush, yeah. And Dave I Bartram see crushes must have... as these temporary things that come and go, yeah. I like the sound of this, so because Dave Bartram, he, he must have changed a lot in 35 years. He's the one, he's, he's a sort of, I, I mean this in the nicest kind of way, he's a sort of chipmunk look of a character to him. Mm-hmm. Very straight, dark hair. I believe that's the Dave Bartram. <laughs> yeah. You know, even at the mention of Shawadi Wadi, I find myself desperate to clap like this. <laughs> that's two to the left, one to the right. Left, right, left, right. There you go. That's a good crush. Yes. Mm. We've had another text in. This is from Baz with the three rotties. Oh, I remember him, yeah. He's got three rottweilers who've got their own bed. Mm. I think it used to be his bed, but he was terrorised out of it. (laughs) Baz says, Frank, you should have texted me you were going as a vicar. You could have taken my rotties and been the vicar from the omen. I like it. Yeah. Would have had a bit more of a... Is it a vicar or a priest in the omen? Discuss. Oh, that's yes. I thought I'd gone as a priest, but yeah. all all our Protestant listeners yeah. are determined no, that I've definitely a, gone as a vicar. A vicar's a vicar's like a cuddly, fatey, flapjacky, non-horror movie. Yes, mm. job. Whereas a priest, you, you're right. Sinister exorcism. Yeah, you, you're quite yeah. right. Mm. I, I agree with that. I did drink tea at one point at about midnight, so that that, yes, that I was know fairly. I made it for you. That was fairly vicaresque. Well, you did make it for me. Yes, thank Frank, you so much, Frank. My obscure crush is you. Sorry, not my words, but the words of five six thank four. God, thank God for that. I get, I get the feeling you're a control freak, coasters and deleting accounts. <laughs> you are a challenge. <laughs> you are. A cha- I just want a great chat up line. <laughs> you are a challenge. <laughs> you're, you're That's a from Kathy. That's from Kathy. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no. Who is it from? 
Um, there's only a number. That's all right. Oh, yeah. It's from uh, 564. 564. I think I like the idea of going out with someone who, who I just know as 564 as well. <laughs> that appeals to me. I'll tell you why I had a big crush on. Um, mm. Do you remember there was an American sitcom called Rhoda? Oh, yes. No. Valerie... Valerie Harper played Rhoda, but yeah. she had a sort of supposedly frumpy sister mm. called Brenda. What, a, t- a Hollywood TV frumpy. Hollywood yeah, TV yeah. frumpy, yeah. which means beautiful when yeah. she takes her glasses off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know her. Very deep voice. I like yeah, her. Yeah, and I was, I was mad, about, mad about the sister. And at school, they'd say, the sister. And, uh, and then she's now the voice of Marge Simpson, that actress. <laughs> and apparently lives, um, lives a very... Uh, away from it all kind of life and shuns all publicity. Oh. And that's why I think a recluse who does funny voices has always been my sort of dream, mm. my dream woman. I've always had a... I've developed, rather, a crush on um, Vladimir Putin lately. Oh, ah. And I'm cl- I think that he's the short-sighted woman's Daniel Craig. <laughs> I think that you might have something <laughs> there. I've actually got quite a crush on him. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. The concussed I- woman's Daniel Craig. <laughs> I think he'd be a challenge as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe a challenge. Yeah, he's, he, he's a man who'll get his shirt off at the drop yeah, of Yeah, on a horse. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> oh, Frank, I've got one as well. I've forgotten. Michael Faraday. But only... What, the man who invented yes. electricity or something? I've only what did seen he do? him on £20 notes. <laughs> oh, my goodness, he was hot. Yeah, well, you would go for someone who's on, <laughs> on the currency. <laughs> How typical of you. And yeah, well, uh, is he, I can't picture him. Uh, he's what a did he do? He didn't invent electricity. He was electricity. a physicist, yeah. But he's associated with a major Well, discovery. I know Einstein was a big fan of his. Is that right? Mm, yeah. I love the fact that Einstein had an obscure <laughs> yeah. crush on him as well. Einstein. <laughs> he was a, oh, that's what, what made his tongue hang out. <laughs> Frank, I'd like to discuss Kim Kardashian. Now, Kim Kardashian, that's, that's an interesting uh, person. I've, I, don't, I wouldn't know Kim Kardashian if she came into this room now. Really? But there's n- about nine stories mm. uh, about her in the paper every mm. day. I think she might be a, a, a computer-generated construct mm. that's been developed in order to um, feed the tabloids. I'm not sure that she's a real, real person. Mm. I think there's probably a computer called something like the KK11 that produced her, and probably produced <laughs> Kerry Katona, especially for us. <laughs> the K, the, watch out for the KKK thing. The K, no, look, don't watch out for the KKK. Watch out for the KKK, something I'd happily have as a trailer. <laughs> the computer might respons- be responsible for Kenneth Kendall. That's, um, yeah, that's Ken a Clark. fabulous well, that's reference. That's more KC. Yeah, mm. that's okay. KC we're all mm, right yeah. with. Mm. But no, I, I, what is Kim Kardashian? Oh, with, that's, with that's, a Kim Kardashian. It's a big, it's well, a big question. she's got herself into a bit of a judge yeah, But what, what is she? Does she have music? She's out? a reality star. Mm. And that's it? Yeah, that's okay. her job. All the oh, KKs are reality enough. stars. But no, she's got married, Frank. This may have escaped your notice, but she got married. It was a $10 million wedding or something, I think they spent on it, and it only lasted for 72 days. She's had enough already. Do you know that oh. 72 days is around about the gestation period of a guinea pig. Mm. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> I think we that, see now... That's how you measure. Cause someone, Laura, that's yeah. so brilliant. It's like the child in Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, when you measure things in terms of blue whales, football pitches, 
or stadiums, though there are all those, those measurements of distance. I was just wondering if measurements of time should be in terms of gestation period. periods of guinea pigs. So yes. that's one. Mm. So, yeah, so it's one gestation. A Kardashian is now a, a unit of time, maybe. That's good. That'd be good, yeah. But do you think she should give the ring back? Well, the Was mother doesn't think she should. She's quite formidable, <laughs> that mother. Mm. She's a bit of an Andy Murray mother. Yes, she is. Isn't she? <laughs> you wouldn't want to date. No. She's a bit, son, except yeah. she doesn't go, come on, yeah. every she's two steely. minutes. She's steely. No, she says... Um, it was, how, how much was the ring? Two million dollars. Two million dollars. I mean, anyone who buys a two million yeah. pound engagement yeah. ring de- de- how do you deserves lift your hand? to be heavily deceived. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I see it. Is it a wedding ring or the engagement ring? Oh, no, I think it's, I think a, it's, the, it's I think, the big diamond. Yeah, it? she says um, it's a ring. She said it's a gift. You don't return a gift. And no. then she said, but it's a gift it. that came with conditions, as in forever. Uh-huh. I don't think that applies. So there was a time when people could be sued for things like uh, breach of promise and mm. stuff. But all that's mm. gone now. It's all gone a bit vague. Oh, that's good to know. Will she? Will, will <laughs> she still be? She won't still wear it. She's yeah, not going to wear gonna a second. With it? It's going to end up in, you know, those little pots you get by the telly yeah, with, with like some, a gift from Great Yarmouth. With a five cent piece. Yeah, with, with a used yeah. stamp. Yeah, one of those things used to thread needles. That's, mm. Yeah, that's those things. Those like, yeah. With yeah. like a Roman coin <laughs> yeah. on one end. Yeah. Well, what happened to those yeah, needle threads? They never really worked. No, I could I could do with one of them. But the mother also got in trouble. They're very handy for ingrowing hairs. <laughs> oh, frag. The mother got in trouble because she said, um, I hate Indian givers. See, I'd never heard that phrase before. Have you not? No. Well, we, we, I know it, Frank. Yeah. I, I, we show our age here. someone who gives something and then, and then wants it back, doesn't As in it? a Native American Indian. Yeah, you know, one of those. Well, just mm. a Native American, I think they're called now. The one for the feathers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're... Spra- you, know, you know the ones I mean. Let, you know the ones that go, oh, la, right? <laughs> um, whatever they're currently called, those. And mm. I, but I always thought that it wasn't an anti-Native American. I thought it was... I always assumed it meant that they were given land oh. by the by the... Let's call them the whiteies, by the whiteies, <laughs> and then and then they took and then they, they took it back off the uh, what what were then known as the Red Indians and now known as the Native Americans. So I thought it was a kind of a I didn't think it was they did it. What do they give and then take back the Native Americans? Oh, just gifts, exchange. Do they? Yes, is that, is yes, that they the give norm? gifts. Yes. Oh, they do gifts. Yeah, they do. <laughs> there was a little uh, Native American gift shop just by us. <laughs> Fabulous. Snow globes. <laughs> yeah. All the dream catchers, of course. Yeah. They're yeah. big fans of the dream catchers. Frank 610, Kevin Keegan, just another addition to your computer generated. Kevin, Kevin Keegan, Keegan, I think. Yeah. I think the original Kevin Keegan was real, the footballer. That- and oh. the night he was hit over the head with a baseball hat on a. Uh, <laughs> Remember, he stopped at a, a motorway yeah. um, layby. The night he was, he was hit with a baseball bat and replaced <laughs> by the computer generated Kevin Keegan, who uh, someone said to me recently is the Hawley's Comet of football. <laughs> the fo- every now and again, he, he re emerges and goes into a management job. <laughs> Whoever I can't remember who said it. I would credit you if I could remember, but it was a beautiful image. Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. Mr Rock and Roll, Amy MacDonald. Coincidentally, I used to have a massive crush on a sort of a comedy-type, dancer-type woman called Amy MacDonald. Used to be on British satire shows. <laughs> Funny old world. Next. Uh, Julie from Liverpool says, My OC is James Warren, small, earnest, bespectacled singer from Stackridge and spin off the Corgis. Stackridge? Was that um, Everybody Stanley? 
Oh. Come and do the Stanley, everybody Stanley. You can do the Stanley too. We like... Do you remember it? No, I, I don't sense like from family. your expression that you don't. <laughs> not only do you not remember it, but you've already held it in contempt. <laughs> well, I was just thinking of Stanley Knives. I didn't yeah. like it. Oh, no. Um, See, Liverpool, you've, you've gone straight to... St- Actually, there is a Stanley, uh, there's a Stanley in Liverpool, isn't there? Oh, well, Julie, link. Julie says, I've been sweet on him since the mid-70s. I like the fact that she's using the old 70s vernacular there. Yeah, wow. she started out sweet on him and she stopped with the phrase. Yeah. Good old Julie. Yeah. Uh, we've had, we had another uh, text in. This one is um, from Rebecca in Bradford. Frank, my OC is David Baddiel. Uh-huh. It's an interesting choice, I find. Well, I don't know. He's, uh, he used to, of course, when he was a young man. He used to get screaming girls oh, at his gig. still got it going on, Uncle David. Yeah, but no one's ever... If anyone screams at my gig, I assume there's a mouse in the auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> what about Crispy Kramer? They couldn't be a computer construct, could they? <laughs> the donuts. Yeah. I've realised I had one of those. I've at, never um, had one. Well, I, I used to love them. And I was at Jonathan Ross... Can I say, I'm on not sort of any sort of sponsorship deals. And if there's anyone listening... I don't want any. Because <laughs> I found out I can't get through a whole one. Really? And the the incomplete circle left me in a mm. sort of an emotional limbo. Oh, a mathematical. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not even going to try that again. Uh, Frank, we've had an email oh. in as well. Is there time to read it? Um, the producer just shook her head and gave me quite a dirty look. <laughs> yes, I was, I was reaching. I was reaching for the advert button when it's you... It's OK, expected. fine, leave it. Leave it. There'll be plenty of time. No biggie. No, but I, 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 <laughs> Passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fine. Sometimes yeah, fine. Thank between you, 10 and 15% <laughs> of the audience come back after the news. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and um, I'm with Emily Dean, and I'm also with Laura Solon today. As I said earlier, one boy. Everybody. Two little girls. Love being a little girl. Love it. I think Elvis goes on to say three hearts yearning for love, if I remember rightly. That's getting a bit sleazy. Mm, That's what I thought. That's why I didn't do that bit. Frank and Laura, did either of you manage to catch the Wayne Rooney advert this week? You you betcha. (laughs) Presented by Matthew Kelly. (laughs) In case you haven't seen it, this is a a wine advert. And if if you're a wine company and you want to... some sort of connoisseur mm. to push your go, brand. Who you go to, man? Who are you going to call? <laughs> Wayne Rooney. <laughs> uh, yes, it's, it's Wayne Rooney, uh, Patrice Evra, I believe, mm, yeah. and Ryan He's Giggs. He's pretty good in it, Patrice Evra. He's all right. I think Ryan Giggs I is all right. Yeah. It's the three of them discussing the arrival of this new Spanish wine. Is it mm. Spanish or is it? It's Chilean. Chilean, yeah. And uh, so they say there's a new devil mm. arriving. I know. I don't know if you're aware of this. Um, I don't want to patronise you because I know you're, you know, females love football. But uh, the Man United are known as the Red Devil, so it's a kind oh, of an yeah. elaborate pun. Yeah. Can I just say that no footballer at Man United <laughs> would ever say there's a new devil arriving no. ever, ever. Might say there's a new Neville arriving, mm. Mm. a younger one coming through. But no. So it, it begins. The three of them are in sombre mood in what looks like a sort of executive bar, yeah. corporate box, yeah. airport yeah. lounge. Yes. And um, Rooney is it has sort of got his head bowed. He's, he's near to the window. He's doing not, very good work. Yeah, he's, he's mm. near to the window, looking pensive. Mm. Uh, not too near to the window. We don't want to come back and his fringe is still attached <laughs> to the glass. 
but he, he turns to them in in, uh, in a remarkable moment that that I am putting up there with um, Orson Welles's speech on on top of the Ferris wheel from the Third Man, <laughs> and he says um, the boss said that a new devil, and he goes. He sort of starts off, Scout. Mm. The boss said that a new devil is arriving. <laughs> he's obviously been... T- he's been told... He's told it's going to be in Europe. When, yeah. he, when, he, when he first did it, he obviously went, the boss said a new devil's arriving. And they said, arriving? What's that? What's arriving? You're going to have to, you're going to, have to enunciate yeah. arriving. He does sound a bit like the Count from Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah. that's his accent. So he starts yeah. out as John Bishop. He goes from John, he goes from John Bishop to Ray Fiennes. In the space of a sentence. I like the opener as well. He goes, guys, we have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, a new devil is arriving. <laughs> Ooh, fancy. Oh, it's got, it's and then there. it's like the X Factor, because the devil is a ball of fire. The wine is, mm. a, is a ball of fire. Heading Going to through, Manchester. Heading through London landmarks, actually. Well, I think... The it, wheel. If it's coming yeah. from Chile, yeah. I yeah. suppose it goes, it's gone via it the South up, Pole. It, go, it ends up in London, I think. doesn't it, make any sense. Yeah. But, yeah, but he's not amazing in it. No, but God bless... But why he, should he be? He reminded me a bit... Have you ever seen the underdog insurance adverts with Joe Pasquale? <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Some of his finest works. He's a sort of... I don't know what kind of an animal he is. He looks like a sort of... A sort of post-nuclear chocois. Texting, what kind of animal is Joe Pasquale? Well, I suppose if he's called underdog insurance, one imagines yeah. he's a dog, but he's, he's a sort of very rectangular animal. And he goes up to this um, creature and, and, and says, you know, I've got an injury and I want compensation. At the end, he says... Um, not so big now. Not so big now. Are you in a very? And he's had the <laughs> he's same. Overthought it. He's had the but, same problem. They've had to say that line a hundred times. Yeah. They're going just do it a bit differently. Mix it up a bit. Mm. He's thinking, what's my voice? Yeah, but he's got. Now when he does the second one, he says, "You're not laughing now, are ya?" And he's gone back to yeah. There, he's obviously oh. sat at home, heard mm. that you, and thought, oh, "It's not really me, is it?" <laughs> And so he's gone. He's got. He's obviously nicked that you from some mm. other actor. Mm. The way he nicks Ray so Fiennes. much. Yeah, Ray Fiennes. Can I just again. also say, guys, he's regularly was, pilfered Ralph mm. Ray Fiennes. I was very concerned about uh, Ryan Giggs's appearance. <gasps> I mean, I think his performance is the best. But yeah, he's what good. Did he's, like, he's had a severe cold, maybe flu. I think he's been under a lot of stress. Yeah. Yeah. I'd loved it if he'd have said a new devil <laughs> is arriving, and he'd have said what worse than Twitter. <laughs> That was that was the moment we were after. Oh, it, what it does? Can I just say, from a football point of view, mm. no, none of these three players. When he says a new devil is arriving, none of them says. But you know, we can't sign anyone until the January window. <laughs> <laughs> Are you suggesting there's been some sort of illegal approach? <laughs> I, have, I have really haven't thought this. That's what happens when wine people make um, football adverts. Absolute radio. With Frank Skinner. Frank, I saw a story this week uh, in the Daily Mail, so it must be true, mm. about how a husband secretly fed his wife steroids so she would pile on weight and stay at home to look after the children. I, I saw that. That was a yeah. great story. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> I have a feeling that my husband is doing this to me. Well, he's just making in a, a lousy slower, job of it. Slower and more <laughs> subtle way. Okay. Um, by cooking me a lot of really nice food okay. all of the time. Isn't that typical of relationships? Yeah. You try and cook some nice meals. 
and the wife's thinking, hmm. Feeder. <laughs> You're trying to fatten, fatten it's all me this, up. It's all this American interest. He's getting, he's yeah. panic. It's like educating Rita. Remember the husband in that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you're getting out of... I'll be know. growing a beard, getting out the whiskey bottle soon. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, so, so, but this is an interesting concept, though, of whether or not you get jealous of your partner if they, if they suddenly either self-improve Mm. Or just say the same, and you you let yourself go a bit, and you think oh, I can't. There must be a sort of mental equilibrium mm. you have, mm. where you think right, that's an acceptable level, and if you go up or down, you've got to correct that. It's a star is born, isn't it? Yes, it's the mm. bit where um, James Mason starts out as the big star, or Chris Christopherson depends on which version, and then his his wife gets more popular, and he can't cope. Mm. Walks into the the sea at the end. I remember watching that with my dad, and my dad said they should have ended with my Bonnie goes, my Bonnie <laughs> lies over the ocean. I said, no, I think that would have killed it, Dad. Actually, <laughs> but what, the great thing about this story is that his daughter said that she heard him in in the night using yeah. grinding with his pestle yeah. and mortar yeah. in the bedroom. And I so respect this man, even though he's trying to yeah. force drugs onto his wife, which is not a good thing. It's very, yeah. Mm, but naughty. let's face it, there but for the grace of God. But no, mm. um, he's tried to force um, steroids onto his wife. But just, he's the only person I've ever known who actually uses their pestle and mortar. <laughs> I've had one for years. Right, you know, in case you don't know what it is. I like the way around, you say, I say mortar and pestle. Oh, do, do you? you? Do you say wow. pestle and mortar? I say pestle and oh, mortar, okay. not pestle. I don't know. You see, that's because no one uses that's it. That's no, no one, one uses it. My, I use mine for receipts. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I put my receipts in there. It, the, 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 which is, it's, the, it's the pestle. That's, the, that's the thing heavy, that you're... beautiful-looking things. The pestle sticks yeah. up in the middle and the receipts sort of hold It's like a terrible... <laughs> if you can imagine a sort of an accountancy-based merry-go-round, <laughs> it looks like that. But I've never, I've never grinded in it. I don't know what mm. I'd grind. What I'm does very relieved grind? to hear it. Yeah, but I'd love to grind. I didn't like the sound of the judge in that case, if I may be so bold. Judge Ibrahim Moonsi. Oh, him. <laughs> I didn't like what he had to say. Do you know why? <laughs> he said to the husband, you've escaped, by the, you've escaped prison by the skin of your teeth. I've only mm. been grinding them as well, apparently. <laughs> I don't like a judge who deals in cliches. He sounds like an Emmerdale judge or something. Yeah. At least it's an old clique. I haven't heard anyone say you've escaped that by the skin <laughs> of your teeth for ages. <laughs> I, I like a 70s judge. <laughs> I wonder what his organs like, the husband. Oh. From the grinding part oh, of the I, <laughs> I imagine he's ground it to dust, the organ. <laughs> the poor old monkey is destitute. <laughs> Unemployed. No, it was a, a strange um it was a strange tale, I must admit. Mm. Also the implication that if you gain weight you have to stay indoors. I don't know if that's a No, a I happy see fat cult- people. I wish it were true. <laughs> but unfortunately they're often released into the public. Hi. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You oh think that you think there'd be a cut-off point? It should be like doors should be made with a sort of plimsoll line, where you get to the thing where you think, "No, I'm gonna have to stay in until I." Producer's holding up a sign. It's <laughs> it yes. says, "Stop it." <laughs> no, a funny thing uh, on the subject of that. I, I passed the other day. I was walking to a, a party. I was invited to a, a walking distance mm. away. What should I pass? But that um, machine that was used to get the Chilean miners up, oh. which is currently on tour. And he's at present um, outside the um, Maritime Association. Is that right? In uh, in South London, yeah. What's its warm up at? Um, well, you know, it, it just stands there, really. It's it's a very. It looks like a sort of open plan space rocket, but mm. it's very very narrow. And I thought the miners. How long were they down there? 
Because it, you no, couldn't have got... At least 70... It was at least a Kardashian wedding. So. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you, guinea pigs had several babies. <laughs> but a, a, big, a big person could not have gone, gone into this. It, I a big just, person's probably not a minor, though, because they're in narrow cage... Well, not this narrow. I mean, it was really narrow. I can imagine them sitting down there saying, you know, just salad. I have, to wait on, I have to go on the Ducan diet for yeah. six weeks. Yeah. I might get... I'm, plan. I'm getting the one installed right. at home to keep me on the straight and narrow carbs-wise. Yeah. It's right, though. They must have all been doing sit-ups and yeah. stuff, the miners, because it's so narrow. You could just about... You might have got a vole into it. Or perhaps some, like, if, if a ferret stood on its legs. It's an amazing thing to say, and it's just on the street. Mm. There you go, a little bit of a, bit of a guide of the current sights of London this weekend. <laughs> Frank, Frank, Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, we've had a text in on 845. This is regarding use, uses for mortar and pestle, or pestle and mortar, as you like to call it. I use mine to grind up the sugar cubes I steal instead of buying packets. You could steal packets. Mm. Yeah, you no. can steal packets easily from any good coffee retailer. I wonder mm. if there's anyone who has, like, tiny, tiny ice cube trays where they take the packets that they've stolen and turn them into cubes. <laughs> just put the sugar in with a bit of water and just let it solidify. <laughs> People should steal what they want, not, not, not have to go through some elaborate ritual. That's what that's I think. a lovely bit of advice there. Laura Solon is with yeah. us today and was just saying that this husband, who she's mm. accused of uh, trying to fatten her up... <laughs> Uh, in a strange twist in the tale, you've put him on a course. Yeah, I, I put him. I, I bought him a, a butchery course um, for Christmas last year, and he still he hasn't used it because I've been away a lot. I've been away I was away for about four months, and he couldn't go on it because after you do the course, you get given a box of meat. How, how so, big a box of meat? I, are we talking? I don't know. It's a box. I imagine that means two hands underneath it. That's my theory. <laughs> that's that's I, your box. I think, it, I think it's a sizable amount. It's about of as meat. big as the gestation period yes, of a guinea pig. It's, it's half a gestation but period. But in volume, of a, yeah, rather than but three time. dimensional, okay. rather than time. That's, um, you that's get a box of meat. So he didn't want to do the course when I was away because he'd do this course with all these new skills, get back and have to eat too much meat yes. on his own because I, we have a tiny... I'm surprised. Person. I thought they'd just give you an animal of some kind if you, yeah. once you got the budget. <laughs> they, give they give you a big net. Because if they gave you a cow, that'd be the equivalent to taking a flat pack home for a yeah. butcher, <laughs> wouldn't it? And then you assemble it when um, you get there. Yeah. Well, what does, how long does a butchery course last? It's just an afternoon. Really? Oh, <laughs> that's worrying. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's a lifetime feels... skill that you can't... No, you can't... I think it's a lovely thing to do. Well, that sounds like a... Marabon High Street. They give you a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and an apron. And then yeah. they let yeah. you loose. Yeah. That is... Uh, it would be... And I'm not suggesting for one second that your husband could turn out to be a serial killer, but if he did... I would look back at that as a seminal moment. If, if I'd have he, to go on television and distance myself well, from myself. Well, you're assuming you wouldn't be... What if you were a victim? They never kill the wives. OK, because if it was you, it would say, <laughs> ironically, Solon funded the butchery yeah. course herself. <laughs> oh. I'd be furious, but I'd be in several pieces and scattered. Yeah, hoisted by your own petard. <laughs> I can see you outside the courtroom. Courtroom chic. <laughs> Now, Frank and Laura, I need to talk to you about something. Oh, I hate it when she oh. says that. No, this is quite bad. Okay. I've, I've had a bit of a run-in with an absolute colleague, oh, I'm right. afraid, yes. this yes. week. Um, it's all gone a bit to Lisa and Kelly. I'm afraid it has. You're just generating publicity for your show. Is exactly. it real? Is it true? <laughs> I'm going to fly like off Louis. to North London in a yeah. half. And get an illness that means you can't fly back. 
Yeah, shall I do this in a, in it a very... It was great, though, when she phoned in the for airlines. <laughs> it was like phoning in when you phone in work. And yeah. like, I can't come in today. I love that. Someone did that to me once when I hurt my leg. I was like, what is your voice crazy? Hurt my leg, it's in my mouth. <laughs> Sound a bit like a goat. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's some people get goats to call in for, them for that yeah. very reason. So, so what's your? This is this is oh, your. Oh, it's awful. Well, I was I was minding terror. my own business, yep. googling myself frantically. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I happened to, I happened to see on. Twitter. I hope all our readers know what Google is. <laughs> All our readers, I like that. Yeah. We do a lot of radio for the blind. <laughs> Carry on. So, um, I, and I was actually forwarded a tweet, um, and it was the person concerned is Eloise. Are you familiar with her work? She works on Ian Lee's mm-hmm. show. Okay. And how did she you bully to- her? I didn't. She said, "This is what she said on the tweet." She was talking about our show, and she said, "That team is huge." No, Nick, I well, don't think... I, I think you're of you quite as curvy. <laughs> <laughs> that team is huge. Is that a youth And word? then it says... I or want... as they say in Laura Solon's house, that tea is huge. <laughs> <laughs> when it arrives on the... Then on she the said, I once heard posh Emily saying I was creepy when she thought I couldn't hear her. Ha ha, well, she writes at the end. She mm. writes ha ha. She's not it? laughing. No, I, don't, I don't like it when people write no, ha ha. Because they I actually always... mean the opposite. Well, do they? No, I think oh, it's like that God. breezy. It's like a breezy laugh. Ha ha! It, it means that, that you're not actually could, laughing. You're quite annoyed. Could it not be? Ha ha! I'm fine. Ha ha! That kind of laugh. Well, it's hard. It's hard to know what it is. Well, listen. It? Can I just say, Frank, before this gets out of hand, to Lisa, <laughs> I have never called. I can't say I've never called anyone creepy. I've called quite. A, I've called. I call men at absolute creepy. I'm we sure. always we yeah. always call David Williams creepy. Every but time he's I've never called Eloise creepy. creepy. Honestly, I don't. I've never had any. Is there another Emily that works here? Well, I don't know. But then Jeff Lloyd, Emily, Jeff and Lloyd, and other Emily. suddenly weighed in. Jeff Lloyd got involved. Yes. The, one of the A team. <laughs> Jeff Lloyd said, "You probably said I'm creepy too. I am a bit. I've got a limp handshake and a poor sense of sp- personal space." Well, and and Eloise said, "Where does the abuse end?" Emily, well, stick around. Where does it end? (laughs) Where does it end? No one could abuse Jeff Lloyd. He's lovely. I said, I told him he's adorable. But you wouldn't confuse the name Eloise with Jeff. I mean, that's a nonsense. No, wasn't Jeff? Totally different parts of the mouth to pronounce those names. Jeff Lloyd was being the Louis Walsh here, wasn't he? He was trying trying to get in, and he was trying to get between the two cats Mm. fighting. (laughs) T- well, you have to switch. They have to switch chairs, don't they? That's the solution. Yeah, they can't sit next to each other. But anymore. it reminds me of my of my childhood when if there was a dog fight, someone would come out of a shop with a big broom <laughs> and and prize them apart. It's it's yeah, a bit like that. Away. But can I just say, I have no problem with Eloise. But you do now. And yeah, a little bit, yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, I I don't. But I don't. I never called her creepy. Is she creepy? Frank, strictly on. I, I don't. I don't know what she, who she is. I know who she is, but I don't know what. <laughs> I, well, I'm sorry, I, I've never met her, so I can't establish her non-creepiness or creepiness, for that matter. I just, what I'm worried about is, can be creepy, can is when, when she thought she could, I couldn't hear her, is what I'm worried about. What is that saying about our ratings? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say on the show? Is that the idea? I don't know. I presume so. I yeah. once heard Posh Emily saying I was creepy. Posh mm. Emily. Posh Emily. <laughs> I'm, I'm liking Posh Emily. I'm, I can, I can oh, go yeah. with that. We can run with that. But I think you've got to be a bit thick-skinned in this line of work, haven't you? 
Yeah, that our, that team is huge. How dare you? That yeah. team is I, huge. I remember when Vicky Blight said she wouldn't be happy till I was in the ground. <laughs> I made that up. I made that up. Vicky Blight would never, ever say that. And well, and then, well anyway, I'm, I'm sorry that... I think you girls need to sort this out. OK. Um, and we have... So, because I'm going to send a text that said, I, um, I, I heard that um, Eloise said that we had a huge team when she thought I couldn't read it. Ha, ha. <laughs> that, 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 that'll, that'll put the fat on the fire, as it were. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner. So is the idea that if you've got a huge team, (laughs) is it like saying, well, anyone can do a radio show if you've got a huge team? I don't know. What have we got? Os plus two. That's Mm. huge. That is huge. Excessive. Yeah, you're quite right. That's because I'm grinding up protein at night, (laughs) putting them in their food. You got away with that by the skin of your teeth, according to Ibrahim Munsi. Such an unusual name, it's odd that... He would use such usual language. Oh. Um, can I read this email? Mm. Have we had an email? How exciting. Who from? It's from either Matthews or Matthew Kiss. I'm not sure. Okay, probably Matthew Kiss. Him, he, he, this is a, he says, if TV shows are really commissioned solely on the basis of a good pun... Oh, let me stop you there, because uh, this is a theory that's been oh, yeah. running on the show for a while, that there are shows like Winton Wonderland that was only commissioned... Which is Dale Winton's chat yes. show because, it's, because the, the title was a good pun, yeah. And only falls on horses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, if TV shows are really commissioned solely on the basis of a good pun, then why isn't Izzy Sooty presenting a show in which she has to identify 1970s TV show puppets whilst blindfolded? Izzy Sooty. I like it. Izzy Sooty. Brilliant. <laughs> I do like that. Izzy Sooty. It would be quite a short television. Well, it depends how she had to establish whether it was Sooty or not. Yeah, if that was the thing, is it Sooty or not? If she had to ask him 20 questions, it'd be a very long, (laughs) very, very long programme. No, I like that. That's fabulous. Frank, we've had some heartwarming news as well. Um, This is... Hi, Frank, Emily... They say the cockerel. I'm sorry. It's, It's Laura today. It's fair enough. We're the couple who had our first date at your talk at the 2008 Cheltenham Literature Festival. Met oh, you yes. again this year. Just wanted to say how thrilled we were to hear you mention us on your Saturday show when catching up on your podcast. So we thought you might like to know that after that evening, we went away and got engaged. Oh, You're wow. obviously having a profound influence on us. That's Dino and Nicola. It's like the first blind date wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I must get myself story. a hat. <laughs> Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. I, um... <clears throat> I've been a bit of an interesting discovery, actually, which could um, revolutionise mm. the British media. Mm. Is that I'm I'm getting ever more keen on watching the telly with no sound. Oh, I um, yeah, I um, I started off as I watched a a, a, a ballet documentary about the uh, Russian ballet, and it, because it was subtitled, I thought oh, I don't have to listen to this. Mm. I'll just read it. So um, that worked very well, and uh, it reminded me of uh, that. I went into a, a video hire shop in Birmingham, and they had the French film Betty Blue. Do you remember that film? Mm. It's a fabulous film. I'd recommend it to anyone. And there was a sort of cardboard thing written sellotape to the front, <laughs> and subtitled, but still a good film. <laughs> so that- you have to read a bit. But it's worth yeah. it. I love a Birmingham video. Signed, signed Mark Commode. <laughs> <laughs> and God, I've, I've marked a few commodes in my time. <laughs> Nevertheless, um, so the other night I was I was sitting in with um, 
Sandy Mason, who is, oh, yeah. uh, is, is, is certainly... Uh, well, I'm, I'm going I'm to play it. Like Sandy Mason, who is... Uh, Friend of the show! And is um, my, my girlfriend's um, mum. And um, we, were, we were sitting, chatting, and we had uh, Frozen Planet, the new, mm-hmm. uh, the new David Attenborough vehicle. Oh. <laughs> if I can call it that. And uh, it works very, very well mute. M- much better. Because his voice has finally caught up with his appearance. <laughs> And he's sounding, you know, when a, an, when, an, when a person's voice gets old as well. He needs to cough. Yeah, exactly. I he mean, needs he, a, I, he needs to suck on a word that's original. I think he might have phoned in on behalf of Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> uh, he's, he's got that, and so I can't cope with him. Can I just say, like, David Attenborough is in the Bob Geldof Black Swan pile. Yes, I don't like. You're not a fan. I don't like. That's an interesting pile. Yeah. What else is in the pile? Oh, no, I don't. I don't like um, David Attenborough because he, he allows animals to be savaged when he could save them with a simple shout. Can mm. I tell you why I agree, Frank? I watched that. I've ne- I found it profoundly upsetting. I have to be honest. With sound, you watched it. Was, it. Yes, it was so. Vi- You've only animal- got yourself to blame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but his voice does. It, I think those animal nasty pieces of work. A lot of those animals. They are. Mm. They are. They're really. They. Probably. They're hateful. Many animals. The wolves. Mm. Don't get me started on the wolves. The Don't get me started the on the wolves. Got, <laughs> when the penguins got frozen in the snowstorm, that was quite upsetting. Oh yeah, I know. But if you're going to live that. there, yeah, you're asking move, for trouble. Move to a warmer climate. But it lovely work. Like I used to go to a, a chip shop regularly where my mum worked, and they had a, a mural of the Matterhorn on the wall. Mm. Uh, you know the Matterhorn, the great mm. uh, snow-covered mountain. Yeah. And it reminded me of that. It was, was it like to keep them feeling cold in the fish and chip shop, which would be really hot and sweaty. I never knew when, why they went for the matter. But murals were a big thing when I was when I was a youth. People have, would have a big scenic picture. My brother had uh, the Great Pyramid of Giza on his living room wall. My sister oh. painted the Lion King on her bedroom wall. Did she really? Yeah. She's still working. <laughs> I wouldn't mind one of those. Frank, there's a text I'd like to read before we go from 261. We've been talking about obscure crushes this morning. My obscure crush is uh, the lady who plays the mother in the old El Paso advert. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, we ain't going to top that. It's a great way to end the show. If you want to listen to Not The Weekend podcast, which is the other show that we do, which is only available online, you can get that from Wednesday morning. Um, arguably Tuesday night, but we don't talk about that. Mark Crossley is on next. I think that's uh, just about everything. And uh, thank you, Laura. And uh, I, I believe you're back next week. Yeah. When um, the cockerel returns, mm. but Emily goes, oh, it, it's Flies like it's like musical chairs. Um, anyway, um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back next week at the same time. Um, Bit. Frank, 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 Skimmer, Frank Skimmer, Absolute Radio.